0: So I think we'll we'll dive in. I see a few people who maybe haven't been here before to the uh, forum. And so what we do at 1030, we're already a little late. We talk, uh, clergy talks a little bit, and then we invite people to consider some questions at table. Um, You can use the questions that I've printed on this page, or you can come up with questions of your own. But it's just a chance to discuss more deeply. All fall, we've been... Uh, focused on the theme of discipleship and what that looks like, um, prompted by Rowan Williams' book, Being Disciples. Um, And we thought in Advent we would spend, um, we have the three, there are four Sundays in Advent, uh, but this is a wonderful year in which Christmas Eve is also the fourth Advent. So we will have one fourth Advent service on the 24th at eight o'clock for true Party people who want to observe Fourth Advent, and then we have like 16 services in the afternoon. Oh. Um, so, um, but but so we have three Sundays in Advent to have this forum. And last week we looked at what John the Baptist has to teach us as disciples. Today I'm going to talk about what Joseph of Joseph and Mary fame, not Joseph Campagna, although he has a lot to teach us about being a disciple. But um,
1: just FYI, I am the son of a carpenter.
0: There you go. Boom. Okay. Get up. Get up here. Get up here. So anyway, um, there's one. There's one in every crowd. Um, and, uh, and next Sunday, uh, we will talk about Mary and what she has to teach us about disciples. So uh, fun facts. What do you know about Joseph? Just at the top of, the top of your head. Fun fact. Carpenter. Yeah. Joseph gave that away. <laughs> An angel told him to stick with Mary.
2: Descendant of David.
0: Descendant of David. By
3: tradition, he's he's older. Sorry,
0: by tradition, he's older. Yep. What else?
4: He's very loyal.
0: Very loyal. I always think, and we don't know actually According to the gospels, we don't know a whole lot about Joseph. There's limited number of passages that um, that tell us about him. So I've I've got two of them that that we're gonna work with, Um, but he always strikes me. I say he's the one that was written for which the bumper stick was written. Life is what happens instead of what you plan because his story is just about adjusting plans. He was planning, it says well, well we'll start and we'll dive into that and then we'll have some chance to talk at table about some of these questions but this is the um i'll begin let us pray with this prayer which is from lesser feast and fast about joseph oh god who from the family of your servant david raised up joseph to be the guardian of your incarnate son and the spouse of his virgin mother give us grace to imitate his uprightness of life and his obedience to your commands through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. So maybe the locus, the greatest locus of stuff we know about jo- uh, Joseph from the Gospels comes in the first chapter of Matthew. The other Gospels seem even less interested in what we know about Joseph, but Matthew is where we learn about it. So I'm gonna ask somebody who has a big old voice. We have, I know we have people like that in this crowd, um, to read the Matthew one eighteen to 25 passage. Can I get a volunteer? Sarah, can you do a big, big voice?
4: Sure. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son and he named him Jesus.
0: So uh, just a, a kind of popcorn, what strikes you, what word or phrase strikes you out of this passage, uh, particularly about what we learn about Joseph?
5: My favorite word in this
0: is righteous.
5: Righteous. I, um, it's a really difficult word Um, it has all these negative connotations, right? But it seems to me that Joseph is our example of righteousness, Uh like of what that can look like, that righteousness is really difficult. We don't all often know what, how to behave in a righteous way. Right. Um,
0: can you all hear this? No. Okay. Um.
5: We don't often know how to behave in a righteous way and righteousness can have really negative connotations that it is, that it can be cruelty or that it can be prideful. Um, and it's a word that both in Greek and in Hebrew, it like it, it is a, is a really deep biblical word. Right. And we have trouble understanding it. Right. But this story. It's my, it's a great example for
0: us. Of being righteous. Of what
5: it means to be righteous.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I always like what Paul uses the word righteous a lot. And I think his understanding of the word righteous is not in the connotation that I think you may be suggesting that, that somebody is self-righteous, but the idea that, that being righteous is being rightly, rightly related to God and neighbor. It's all about, it's a term about relationship and Joseph is, um, Joseph is described as a righteous person which I think is reflected in how he behaves when he gets all these curveballs. I mean I think it's so interesting he you know he intends to marry uh, Mary then he hears that she's with child and then he says well that's not going to happen and then Uh, the angel comes and says, well, actually that is going to happen. And so, you know, so he changes the plans there. Then the babies. then he's, you know, mom is nine months pregnant and they get the word that they have to go to Bethlehem and travel and all that stuff. Not what he planned. Uh, Birth in a stable for this beautiful little baby was not what he planned. Um, Getting a word that Herod was going to kill all the babies was not what he planned. And they went to Egypt. I mean, I just think the whole thing is a series of, his attentiveness to the angels, which an and angel just, um, the word angel really just means messenger. So I always think that as a, one of the things about him as disciple is that he uh, is attentive to God's message. And I think that, you know, for my own sort of journey of faith, how we cultivate that in our own lives to be attentive and, and he, and he, he changed direction, which is really the meaning of repentance. It doesn't mean that he was doing necessarily something wrong before, but just, you know, how, how he had to change direction. And I, I think there's a question in there about maybe how, how might that have happened in your life to have to make a change of direction um, that, that was, that was, yeah, coming on. So you're giggling, I can tell. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a hand raised? Yeah.
2: I was going to say that what I've always found remarkable or worthy of note about this story is how he was planning to behave before he heard from the angel of the Lord. When I mean, you think of yourself in his position. He felt like he had been betrayed and had been wronged. Right. And one way he could have responded is he could have just put up with it. And gone ahead right he didn't do that the other way he could have responded is he could have made a big public to do about it and right put it on page six of the post or something right yeah and, you know, gotten some revenge yeah. on her he didn't do that either he chose the route that stood up for his own interests but with the least harm and unpleasantness to other people, that was consistent with that. So I thought that was that you know, was it's beautiful. Sort of what it's they mean by righteous. He was a righteous person. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful. It doesn't mean he didn't protect his own interest, but he did so in the way that was least
1: unpleasant and least least.
2: Disgusting. Right.
0: And didn't make a big noise about it and all that stuff. Joe.
1: Uh, it's not unusual that I find a passage that says, do not be afraid. Yeah. Um and again, taking off from this gentleman's, uh, note, what was going through his head, right? I mean, it could have been a whole bunch of scenarios here, in that sense. And um, yeah, the angel says, "Take," but there isn't a gun to Joseph's head, right? You know, it's 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 a very strong recommendation, <laughs> I'm sure. But I, I'm I'm sure we're getting the cliff notes about how he had to struggle with this,
0: yes, and, and y- get. Y- yeah. there. You could probably unpack this in a great novelette if you wanted to really dive into the story of Joseph, which I don't know if that's ever been done. Christina, oh, well, I
3: just wanted to say how um, I have to uh, say I was struck by "Do not be afraid."
0: Do not be afraid
3: because um, this is something that you know all of us go through, and especially changes in our life. And you know, do not be afraid. Just you know, go with God's will. Right, and that's what he did. God yeah. will be done.
6: Do the angels always say that? Because it seems like fear not. You know, because it, I guess you would just be totally startled because I think an angel it, appeared before you and you, you know, what is?
0: I that? think it's it is as jo, as you've all said. It's just like a huge consistent theme in Scripture, and it must be that it is to have that kind of encounter is scary. And like, what is going on? Sarah, are you going to clear this up for us? Okay. <laughs> well,
3: I just, I, the word that came to me was dream. Dream. Um, that Joseph obviously already had dreams. He knew what he wanted. He picked it out. He was doing the right thing. He was getting married. Like he, he, right. he, had, a, he had a root. He had a plan. He had a plan. He had a good plan. And he was a good guy. No, it was a good plan. And, and then, you know, it, it blows up in a dream, but he believes it. Yeah, you know that's that's really interesting to me, as opposed to saying, "Whoa, that was whack." never yeah. I'm going to go. Ahead go forget that. Yeah, that. yeah, that
0: was a that was bad chili or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> he, you
3: know, a <laughs> bit of yeah.
7: potato. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes he, he goes forward with what
3: the 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 dream said. Right. And and yet doesn't he doesn't take doesn't you know sleep with her right away? Like he's right. he's still managing. He's still looking out for his own interests and for what may be right. Right. Um, But he's taking in new information.
0: Let's read one more passage. The passage, the next passage is the passage that is chosen for the feast day of Joseph, which is, I think, March 19th or something. I I guess it's the feast of his birth. I'm not exactly sure why that's March 19th. But anyway, the feast of St. Joseph. And this is the gospel passage that's chosen. And thank you, Susanna Guffey, for volunteering to read this in a big voice. I I just. Uh,
8: Now, every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents were unaware of this. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understandings and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished and his, pa- his mother said to him, child, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously looking for you.
0: There you go. Okay. I'm going to not unpack that. I'm going to let you do that at table if you so desire to talk about that. But just one more thing we'll read, which is the lesser feast and fast description of Joseph. Then I'm going to turn you loose for lively conversation at your table. So one more reader in a big old voice. We got a volunteer. Would you read the um, from lesser feast and from fast lesser that feast bit? feast
7: and fasts on Joseph. In the face of circumstances that distressed even a man of such tenderness and obedience to God as Joseph, he accepted the vocation of protecting Mary and being a father to Jesus. He is honored in Christian tradition for the nurturing care and protection he provided for the infant Jesus and his mother in taking them to Egypt to escape Herod's slaughter of the innocents and in rearing him as a faithful Jew at Nazareth. The Gospel according to Matthew pictures Joseph as a man of deep devotion, open to mystical experiences, and as a man of compassion who accepted his God-given responsibility with gentleness and humility. Joseph was a pious Jew, a descendant of David, and a carpenter by trade. As Joseph the carpenter, he is considered the patron saint of the working man, one who not only worked with his hands, but taught his trade to Jesus. The little that is told of him is a testimony to the trust in God, which values simple everyday duties, and gives an example of a loving husband and father.
0: Okay, so now I'm gonna turn you loose, answer these questions. You can read these questions and work with them. What example does Joseph give for discipleship? What lessons we learned from him? What challenges did he face? Why don't we know more about him? And have you had ever experience of having to change what you planned like Joseph did? Or some other question that occurs to you, but we'll do that for about 10 minutes. We'll get a few just brief nuggets of reports back, um, but uh, on your mark, get set, go. And do the thing, if you haven't all got the names at your table, make sure you all know who's at your table. Go. I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> Okay, I think we're going to break in here a little bit and uh, just ask for a really quick report from tables. Um, Some of us have to uh, have the opportunity to worship at 1115 and we'll need to absent ourselves. You are welcome to stay and continuing figuring out what Joseph is all about if you so desire. But for those of us who need to get upstairs for 11.15. will have just some brief reports and then we'll um, let folks continue talking. Now, are you pointing at somebody? Yes, I'm
5: pointing at
0: Arminda. Arminda is gonna give a report for this table on what you talked about. Sarah, (laughs) true spirit spirit of fellowship. Sarah
6: has nominated Arminda to give us a
0: a succinct uh, thing of what you talked about.
6: Um, We talked about so much, there you um, but we talked about Joseph as we th- considered why we had not heard, why we don't hear a whole lot about Joseph and some of the thoughts being that the church has traditionally been more interested in, uh, Jesus as divine and that Joseph really is kind of the human container.
7: Interesting.
6: And so Interesting. that. That often gets kind of glided by. It's a necessary piece, but not the piece that we want to dwell on. Um, and then thinking about what those stories would have been about Joseph, Joseph and Jesus as you know, as father and son, what that what that looks like. Um, and then also just thinking more about um, Joseph's kind of okay. We we were projecting strong and silent, but maybe just. <laughs> But, but having the strength of character to, and maybe being chosen, maybe Mary being chosen in part because Joseph would be someone who would not endanger her life.
2: Right.
6: You know, because, because it's not just, it's not just public, it's not just shunning, it's actual stoning that would, you know, that would face her. So, so, you know, so someone who, who, who she is, she is faithful and she is, betrothed to someone who is also faithful. And so that that partnership is also possibly under consideration. Right, and, and that part, in the scripture, leadership.
0: sometimes there are supporting actors. Yes, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Anything from this table? Susanna, you want to offer anything?
8: Sure. Um,
0: I keep putting you on the spot, I know.
8: We talked about how we know more about Joseph, like through Jesus, because uh, it is in my mind, like Jesus is someone who respects women and treats women as equals and that god chose joseph because clearly joseph is someone like that too and and i think men learn from their fathers and observe how their fathers treat women and you see jesus throughout the gospels so having women with a seat at the table and treating them like he would treat anyone else so i think that must have come from joseph we also talked about joseph being someone who was brave who would make a decision to follow a path and, and stick to it when he decided to stay with mary and do that he he follows it through and how difficult it is for all of us when things are kind of upheaved and changes happen, that there's just a lot of like respect for his, um, his diligence and his bravery.
0: Thank you. This table, anybody wanna kind of chime in with something? Yes. Gilda, are you gonna do that?
8: Oh, no,
1: it's so we we focused on two, two things in addition to all the other things, but Cecil had a great story and I'm not gonna do it justice because I'm gonna make it short but uh, he has an old friend, but most of his friends are old. Um, <laughs> that moved to Costa Rica years ago uh, and was living with a, a local woman who ended up getting pregnant. And he certainly did not think it was his child, but reared uh, the child and stayed in the relationship anyway. So uh, if that doesn't mirror Joseph, I don't know who was. Yeah, uh, yeah,
6: specifically. Joseph can do it, I can do it.
0: Interesting. There you go. Um, That's why we have these people in the Bible. If they can do it, we can do it too, right? He was a priest. He was a priest. There you go, okay. Virginia,
2: (laughs) South
1: Carolina, somewhere. The other thing was the last question about an experience. Um, Again, I, I haven't had any angel experiences, but I do have those knocks. So long story short, I was sitting at a conference one time and uh, all the investment bankers, lawyers are sitting around and uh, we hadn't talked, we just introduced ourselves. Long story short, my, we had just been denied for a school for my son who has special needs. My wife was devastated, I certainly was not happy. And uh, in this conversation, um, the gentleman said, oh yeah, by the way, my wife is a nurse at this other school, which is a school that we were also would, be, would entertain to do. And that was the third knock. <laughs> if you will, uh, about I had to step up from the B team to the A team and and do something, um, which is unfortunately not as often as I should. But nonetheless, you know, that's to me, you know, grace, you know, grace me on the head. And you found the school that you need. Yes. To and to Yeah. I, I keep forgetting the cliffhanger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the school he went to. <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you for
0: filling in. We have to come back here at this table. Anybody want to chime in? Mary, you want to say something? So
3: we, led with, um, we led with the opening of our discussion um, uh, that Joseph was some, some kind, kind of like a dopey sitcom dad meant well, but mistakes kept happening, didn't make a reservation, couldn't add to sleep in the stable, that kind of thing, but um, then we-
0: Joseph is dopey sick <laughs> I'm gonna have to think about that gonna,
3: one. I'm not gonna identify who at our table said
0: no, that. No, yeah, exactly. I have that. no idea who that might be. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, but then we also focus, Sarah mentioned, we focused on the dream that seemed to be in, in the first piece of scripture of Matthew, the dream seemed to be a pivoting part of when Joseph pivoted and he listened and he um, followed God, and then we we ended by talking about um, why why Joseph um, isn't mentioned more in Scripture, and we um, we ended with you know the fact that he was he was a simple guy. He got things done, and he didn't need to be he didn't need to be up front and center, but yeah. he got things done. He took care of what needed to be taken care of, which then circles back to being the Dopey Sipcon guy, because he cared mostly about his family, and then he stepped away.
0: Beautiful. That goes nicely with um, what you all said at your table, I think. Jay,
3: these passages are from, um, what Bible? Yeah, what version? This is NRSV, which is
0: what we use um, in the Episcopal Church, but, you know. This table, real quick. Bob Stinson, thank you for volunteering.
2: You're welcome. Anytime. Well, we started off on a more practical note, and it was not necessarily on Joseph. It's sort of like if your child has been missing for three days, it was a pretty mild response from the parental units <laughs> to
0: that. You think it was edited? Yeah, it, it was might like, have been yeah, edited. there might have be been a little bit a little Expletives deleted? Out. Yeah.
2: Uh, on another note, though, we ended up uh, talking. I think Francis was bringing this up. Joseph was called. He had something that he needed to do, and we so often think in our lives that we have to do something really just way out there or whatever it is that God is doing. And basically he was just being called to be with Mary, to raise his child, to pursue his work and be a good, you know, be a good dad and a good husband and a good provider.
0: Good work. Okay. On that note, Tune in next week, coming attractions. Uh, one of my clergy colleagues, I'm not sure who, is going to talk about Mary as disciples. So that will be uh, our third in a series. So um, thank you very much for participating and have an awesome day.